Radio Nova. Music history. Okay, then let's take a look at the week that was July 9th until 13th. And we'll start this time in 2015. Some very recent history when ACDC former drummer Phil Rudd walked out of a courtroom a not too happy man. Right, the judge has made his decision. We're looking at all options now to kick down to the cast. Excuse me. Um, any, uh, any idea that whether you might be appealing or not? Yep, we're taking those options. Look at out of the way. Get a job, pal. Get a job. Uh, is that an appropriate get a real, way? Get a real job. Get a job. Didn't seem to have learnt much. I have a job. Love that reporter. Back in 1964, this very week, 200,000 Liverpoolians took to the streets to celebrate the Beatles' return to Liverpool for the northern premiere of the group's first film, A Hard Day's Night. There was a load of people even at the airport to say hello. And here they are, fresh from their triumphant appearances in the United States. 12,000 young Britons roar a welcome. Their shrieks rise in an awesome wave. Our staff scientist, in an odd moment, calculated that this young mob is generating enough energy to put three Atlas missiles in orbit and power 54,000 transistor radios. Forty young ladies fainted, but authorities feel that some were playing possum so that they might be lifted over the fence and thus be nearer their idols. And sticking with Beatles news, July 10th, this time 2008, we heard from a girl called Gail Raynard, who was part of the entourage for John and Yoko's Bed In For Peace. Now, she managed to, back in the day, get her hands on some rather famous lyrics, which she decided in 2008, sell. He sat on the hotel floor with with this card, a large card, and a black magic magic marker pen. And I got the original lyrics, uh, which is incredible now. And he asked, he, he would always say, you know, take, you know, you must have this. It's going to be worth something one day. And I didn't think it at the time, but I do now. (laughs) July 11th, 2002, it was the funeral of the Who's bass player, The Ox. I guess I'd like to be remembered as uh, someone who helped change the face of bass guitar and being probably the only bass guitarist that uh, hasn't been copyable. From this week in music history, way back in 1954, Elvis Presley was 19 years of age and he signed himself a recording contract with Sun Records. Now here's the real kicker here. Sam Phillips, who owned Sun, said, well, this guy's good. I'll get Elvis to make demos of songs which are meant for other artists. But then he went, actually, this guy's really good. And he saw him as the gap between black and white performers. Quite incredible foresight for 1954. Here's Elvis's first recording ever. Well, that's all right, Mama. That's all right for you. That's all right, Mama. Just any way you do it, that's all right. That's all right. That's all right, Mama. July 13th, back in 1985. Well, do you remember where you were when Live Aid came on the television? Francis Rossi of Status Quo certainly remembers where he was. On that gig, it wasn't, it wasn't the audience and the band. It, everybody was one. I never felt that before, never felt it since. Mm. And um, 
It's never going to happen again. It was quite unique. Yeah, Brendan wants to know what it was like to open Live Aid because it was the best opening to a gig he's ever seen and Niall says exactly the same thing. I like those two people. You do. Um, It wasn't until we walked on, apart from just before that, me seeing Madonna go for a leak with about 12 guys around her, (laughs) which uh, put everybody's nose out backstage because you don't do that. And, And when we walked on, I've never seen so many cameras, TV and anti never seen before and never seen since you just cannot imagine and that's the first moment i realized the gravity of the situation that wow this is serious stuff but you get on and you do it and that's a look at this week in music history july 9th up until 13th here on radio nova